0: Hey, everyone. Thanks for joining us on the Basic Podcast, where you can hear all of our latest messages, interviews, and more. Basic is a college and young adult ministry focused on uniting people to join in Jesus' work. To keep up with what's happening in our community, take a moment to follow us at Basic Worship or explore our website, basicworship.org. We hope you enjoy this episode of our podcast and that it helps you take a next step in your faith journey. Enjoy. Enjoy. Well, welcome to the Basic Podcast. My name is Andrew Sladke, and I am joined here with my wife, Sarah Sladke, and Dave Bartlett. And we are talking about this idea of God in our storms. And we're just really excited about the conversation we're about to have. So, Sarah, would you want to introduce Dave for us?
1: Yes, I would. So, Dave has been leading at Orchard Hill Church for more than 35 years. So, first coming as a youth director and then transitioning into senior leadership, he now is teaching at many of our venues coaching our senior leaders, and obviously lending his gifts and talents to build up the greater church. So we're really lucky that he's joining us today. Dave is a gifted teacher and speaker, as you'll hear. He's a father, a grandfather, and is a lover of nature and is outside almost every day, even in the sub-zero temperatures, enjoying all that the Iowa weather has to offer. So Dave, we're really excited that you're here joining us, and thanks for your time
2: yeah, it's, it's great to be here with you guys so much. And and I love the topic that you chose. Uh, I love the idea because so many of us experience a storm. And uh, whether uh, whether uh, we're burying a, a mom or a dad or a grandpa or a grandma, or whether we get a, a diagnosis of a disease, or uh, even if we uh, get fired from a job or get disabled, we all have to face these storms that come at us. And uh, we all have so much to learn. And so I hope this will be a learning between the three of us yeah. Yeah, as people listen in.
0: Yeah, that's great. Yeah, so um, we've we've actually had a couple weeks of um, teachings. We've done some things online to, to just talk about what storms look like for different people. Um, so Dave, would you kind of start by telling us a little bit about what some storms have looked like for you in, in your life and maybe just give us a little bit of background about why, why we even invited you today to talk about
2: this? Yeah, probably the, not probably for sure. The, uh, toughest storm that we ever faced happened on June 10th, 2015, five years ago. Uh, it was an afternoon and, uh, One of our uh, producers here, Johnny, came and said, your wife's been trying to reach you, you need to go home. I went home and found out that our daughter-in-law was trying to reach us. I called her at a number she had left, Mm -hmm. and it was the Tallahassee Memorial Hospital. Mm -hmm. And uh, she said, Dave, uh, are you with your wife? And I said, yes. And she said, "Uh, well, Dave, I'm okay. Kai is in surgery, and Ben, Charlie, and Bailey did not survive our accident and um, that was like a, a a punch to the gut and like I couldn't my brain wouldn't take it in mm-hmm. so then Sarah you know what I do often yeah. I'm an active listener yeah. so I said back to her Aaron I'm hearing you say mm-hmm. Ben Charlie and Bailey are dead mm-hmm. and she said yes Dave and that began a storm uh, where I hurt in ways i didn't know you could actually hurt mm-hmm. um uh, my next words to aaron were uh aaron will leave for florida within an hour and uh her she said oh thanks dave and she said would you bring me some clothes because we lost everything mm-hmm. and uh so then we got in a car and we drove 28 hours to tallahassee mm-hmm. i tried to sleep I, we actually got a hotel room which we used for like 40 minutes and I couldn't even lay down. There was so much adrenaline. So then I just said, "This is dumb." Got back in the car, drove straight there, wow. uh, and that began this storm—a storm. Mm-hmm. A storm uh, I I just had no idea you could hurt this much, mm-hmm. and uh, it was a storm for uh, Aaron and Kaya. It was a storm for my wife. And then on the way, we had to call all of our family members mm-hmm. and tell them what had happened. And so uh, I just uh, i You've probably heard me teach about this All of a sudden I had this inner groan mm-hmm. That I had never known The Bible talks about groaning during storms mm-hmm. And I had this inner groan I I, I I could talk to my kids on the phone But when it was done All I could do is groan mm. And uh, tears obviously down my And just driving And uh, Then we got there and uh, spent four or five days in Florida with Aaron and Kaya while they got better. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's, uh, and then you start asking all the questions, right? Mm-hmm. It's like I was asking questions already on the way to Florida. Mm-hmm. God, are you real? Mm-hmm. Because if you were real, would you let Ben, Charlie, and Bailey be killed?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And, and do you love me? Mm-hmm. And did you love them? mm mm-hmm. And do you love Aaron and Kaia who are left? Mm -hmm. And then also, do you have any power? Mm -hmm. So I had to re-ask all those questions. So if our folks who are listening Mm -hmm. are asking those kinds of questions in the midst of a storm, the first thing I want to say is that's perfectly okay. Mm -hmm. God's never been afraid of questions. Mm Uh, the psalmist talks about that a lot. So mm-hmm. if you're mad at him, that's called lamenting. Mm-hmm. And uh, if, you, uh, if you're if you just questioning him, he's fine. He's he's big. He's tough. Mm-hmm. He's almighty. Yeah. He can take our questions. <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: Um, Dave, when you asked those questions, you were driving yes. to Florida. So that was five years ago. Yeah. Is that the only time that you've asked those questions over the last five years, or have those questions been reoccurring? Over the last five years.
2: Yeah. Well, for sure, they reoccurred a lot in the mm-hmm. first year. Mm-hmm. Like, because I had to re-answer them. Mm-hmm. And this was such a public thing that, you know, I did several interviews with TV, uh, with the newspapers, because they're all wanting to know, yeah. how does this pastor survive when his three family members are killed? And and so, th- I was asked by them a lot. Mm-hmm. um, uh, uh So... Uh, Yes, especially in the early days. But I had answered them like yours before. That's the deal with spiritual questions. I answered them (laughs) as a junior high student. I answered them as a college student. I answered Mm -hmm. them as a young... And now I had to answer them again. Right.
0: Mm. You've talked before about... This kind of makes me think about this. um, You've mentioned the phrase getting knocked on your spiritual butt before. (laughs) Can (laughs) you tell us a little bit about that? Because it seems like, okay, you're re-asking some of the same questions and likely that that means that we can maybe expect that throughout our lives, we will do the same. Um, so yeah, tell us a little bit more about that yes. idea.
2: I'm so glad you asked that. <laughs> um, we, we actually have a model of spiritual growth we use at Orchard Hill Church. It's mm-hmm. out of a book called Sacred Pathways. Okay. And it takes the biblical view and it says, here are uh, six stages that our faith goes through. And it's like a slinky, it goes through them over and over again. Mm-hmm. And um, the fourth stage is called the wall. Mm -hmm. And always, uh, in order to grow deeper, we're going to be hitting walls. Mm -hmm. And some of the walls are put there by God intentionally Mm -hmm. to help us grow. And many of them are show up just because we live in a broken world. Mm -hmm. And sin is rampant here, Mm -hmm. and evil is rampant. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, so—but— uh, I have so many people c- come into my office mm-hmm. and, you know, they just had to file bankruptcy or they're just going through a divorce or they just lost their spouse. Mm-hmm. And they go, Dave, I think I'm losing my faith. Mm-hmm. And I actually go get a picture of the, a paper that has this diagram. And I go, no, you're not losing your faith. Mm-hmm. You're right here mm-hmm. laying on your spiritual butt, mm-hmm. re-asking all the questions. Right. right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we can talk all day about New Testament <laughs> characters. That had to do that, like mm-hmm. Peter. Sure. After he denied Jesus, mm-hmm. he hit a wall, and <laughs>
1: yeah. it took him yeah? days, yeah,
2: until Jesus reinstated him.
1: Right, yeah. right. Yeah, I think that's great because I think a lot of times, just as you said, Dave, we can have something hard come up, and then we say, "I, d- I don't know if I'm a believer anymore. I don't, I don't know God. I, have I ever known God?" And really question our identity or question who God is. When in reality, that's a really natural. I guess, way to say it, natural thing that can happen to our faith and happen in our, our spiritual life. So I think that's great to yeah. acknowledge and address that.
2: Yes, it, it's so important. Mm-hmm. It's so important.
1: And it gives you freedom to know that that place is okay yeah. and normal. Yeah, that's and good. normal. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. It makes me think, just thinking about this sort of metaphor of the storm that we've been using, and you I know storms show up in the Bible in, in, a, in literal and figurative ways. Right. Tell us a little bit, you kind of used some, some phrasing when you were sharing your story that when the storm began, um, where, what do you view, do you feel like you're still in that storm? Do you feel like there's been new storms? How would you kind of put words to some yeah.
2: of that? Yeah, oh, another great question. Um, the, the, it feels to me like the metaphor breaks down after a while. Mm-hmm. Yes, we were mm-hmm. in a storm. Mm-hmm. Um, people ask me, Dave, are you over it? are you completely through? And my answer is no, never. Mm -hmm. I will never be over the loss Mm -hmm. and the grieving of Ben, Charlie, and Bailey. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's not even a goal of mine. Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to get over it, but I am trying to walk through it Mm -hmm. in a way that honors them, honors God, Mm -hmm. uh, helps me finish well. So I, I will, uh, If you stayed with the metaphor, I think I'm still in the storm, but I'm on the edge of it, mm-hmm. and and I plan to be in this storm the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, um, now, uh what, one of the interesting things about a storm is even on the worst day of the storm, God shows up with good gifts, mm-hmm. and I almost got mad at him for that, mm. Um because I wanted him to show up the seconds that he could have saved our kids.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: But he didn't show up in that way there. Mm-hmm. But he showed up the following minutes. Mm-hmm. And I could go on and on about how the presence of God was at that accident site. Mm-hmm. The first guy to come up in his right. vehicle was an off-duty follower of Jesus, mm-hmm. highway patrolman. Right. And he jumped out of his vehicle and helped Aaron and Kaya, got him away from the accident, got him away Mm -hmm. from uh, all of that. And then, I mean, he he was unbelievable. Mm -hmm. Unbelievable. Sent by Mm -hmm. God, no question. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, He carried their picture around in his pocket for well over a year Mm -hmm. and prayed for him every day and uh, called Kaya twice on her birthdays, and their family sang to her, because she didn't have brothers and sisters to sing to her. Wow. And so, uh, that was God at work. And he said, when I drove up, I'd never seen these people before, but the Spirit of God was here, and I knew they needed me, and I knew they knew God. Right, right. And then, um, I'll just say one more story, because you've got to look, you've got to have eyes to see this. Mm Um, There was a, a deacon in his Baptist church in Tallahassee who was at his workstation and he saw this news flash of this family. And he thought I had to do something, but he just put it away. He went home for lunch. He turned on the TV for the news. And here was this same article. And he heard God's prompting You need to do something. He turned it off. He went back to his workstation. And put on his computer and there was a, you know, a notification. And he said, okay, God, I get it. He called his pastor and he said, I think God's telling me we have to serve this family. Wow. Wow. And so then they served that uh, Aaron and Kaya in just incredible, gracious ways that had nothing to do with them. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes people serve so they get glory or they feel good about themselves. Mm-hmm. And like these, they would come and say, does Aaron and Kaya need anything? Do you need Mm -hmm. anything, Dave? And if you don't, it's perfectly fine. We don't have to make up some need. Right. And they did so much. Mm -hmm. So, uh, wow, and that was God at work.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it's cool too. I would love to hear more about this, but you also have a posture or an awareness to be looking for God. Yeah. Um, Someone probably could walk into that same situation and just maybe see some really hard stuff. I don't know if you would have words for it, but how did you continue to like see God in those things even in the midst of something that was really hard?
2: Yeah, that that's an that, I'm learning more and more about that, Sarah. Uh early in my Christian life, younger, mm-hmm. I didn't have eyes to see God at work in so many ways that he mm-hmm. chooses to work. And now through the storms, I think, mm-hmm. and uh I can like see got at work in such clear and easy ways. The Holy Spirit working through people, working through circumstances. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, in that whole Tallahassee hospital, um, uh, nurses took new shifts hmm. to be with Aaron and Kaya. Wow. Wow. They came on their days off to be with Aaron and Kaya. Wow. Um it, it 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 was amazing. Right. It was amazing. Right. So uh, a shout-out to uh, people who work in medicine. Yeah. I mean, my goodness. Yeah, another storm we've walked through. Just real quick, uh, my son Jeremy has uh, had a bout with uh, significant cancer, mm-hmm. uh, uh, cancer of the rectum where his rectum was taken out. He's had mm-hmm. chemo, uh, uh, you know, all kinds of stuff.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And we were talking the other day looking for God at work. hmm in the entire thing, I think in one year we had over seventy appointments. Wow! And uh, we never had a doctor or a nurse we didn't really appreciate and like. Not one.
1: Wow. wow. Well,
2: yeah. there's God.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yes, that is, and that's. I mean, like you said, you've kind of carried this posture of seeing where God yeah. is. Yeah. And um, I think I think that's learning. Like I think we learn, like how you said you kind of had this spiritual growth over time. Um, and I think that's encouraging, you know, wherever you're at in your faith, who's listening, um, you know, yeah. obviously we're a college-age ministry, but we know not all college age people are listening to this. So I think that's just a really great piece of encouragement. Um, that if you don't feel like you see God working or moving, um, that encouragement to be, you know, praying for eyes to see and um, heart to be open and you know, uh, I don't know, just to understand or to grow in that. So I just, I just think that's really encouraging to anyone who's listening.
2: Yep. And keep looking. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. I've said in some of my teachings, um, if you don't see God at work in your storm, Mm -hmm. then you got to look closer Yeah, because he is there.
1: Yeah, Yeah. He is there. Yeah. That's great. That's really great.
0: Yeah. You talked about a question, some, or you said several questions that were hard that you were asking in the time, and I'm sure in the time since then, um, one of those questions being, why did God, God, why did you let this happen? Or how could you, you know, why didn't you show up just a couple seconds before? Um, tell us a little bit about how you've wrestled with that question yeah. over time, and yeah. maybe if you've come to any sort of resolution, or if you're still, you know, wondering some of that.
2: Yeah, 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 exactly, right? So uh, if it had happened to you, Eventually, Mm -hmm. you would get to the point where you'd say, okay, I believe in a God who loves me, and a God who sees everything, and a God who has power. Mm -hmm. So if he had chosen, there's no question, he could have changed that situation. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're talking five seconds. Mm -hmm. He could have had a red light be a little longer earlier in the day. He could have Mm a hundred things. Uh, So why didn't he? Uh, Why didn't God show up in that way? And um, that's one of many unanswerable questions. Mm -hmm. So another part of spiritual growth, and this is so important if college kids are listening. (laughs) Uh, College people, young people in faith, when I was young, Mm -hmm. I thought my goal was to get all the answers. Like have all the answers to all the questions. And that means I would be a mature follower of Jesus. No, that's exactly wrong. Mm -hmm. A mature follower of Jesus uh, gets comfortable with not having answers. Mm -hmm. So there's a really important answer in my life. Mm -hmm. I don't have and I won't have until I maybe get to ask God in heaven, maybe. Uh, So I won't have the answer to that. But I have to live, I have to find a way of thinking about it Mm -hmm. that allows me to thrive here. And so the way I've packaged it now is um, we live in a broken world that none of our world is the way God intended it in the garden before sin. It's broken. Now we have, you know, uh, drunk drivers, we have hurricanes, we have death, uh, and we have traffic accidents. Mm -hmm. And God does not intervene in all of those. Sometimes he does, and sometimes he doesn't. So uh, I chalk it up to we live in a broken world. And they were taken by the brokenness of our world and the evil caused by sin.
0: Hmm. Another idea that was was brought up um, a couple weeks ago when we were at Basic talking about the same topic was that um, God does not waste our pain. And I want to actually kind of draw a little bit of a connection between you, Sarah, and you, Dave. Sarah, a couple years ago, you were diagnosed with thyroid cancer and um we've been you know walking through and navigating that since then but i remember you telling me a story kind of at the beginning when you were first sharing that diagnosis with people that somebody actually had responded to you and, and probably said i'm sorry to hear that but their kind of their first comment to you was well this will be a great platform for you to share jesus with other people mm-hmm. and i remember you sharing with me that that kind of rubbed you the wrong way a little bit in that in that time and then at the same time dave we've got um, you've shared your story with, you know, I'm sure thousands of people have heard this and um, I know have been, because we have, you know, been impacted and faith changed and seeing God in new ways from the story and the, and the tragedy that you've been through. So I don't even know how to have this conversation, but how do we, what's our responsibility in, in how God uses some of these things? And... Yes, Sarah,
2: talk about the cringe of uh, that. Talk about that a minute.
1: Yeah, I think it was like... You know, I was—I I think I was 26, maybe 27. So that's just a really lonely place to be. Like, it's not very common for someone who's in their 20s to hear that. So it just felt super lonely. But then also sharing it with people was important. I knew that that was important. I knew it was important to share a storm with people, um, even if it made me feel, like, uncomfortable or um, that I was a burden or... Um, yeah, just just felt like, oh, I can I can do this on my own. Right. Um, so I think when I I heard that, I think I was like, well, isn't my whole life a platform? Like, mm. isn't isn't my journey with cancer just like my journey with anything else? Um, so I, I think that's where my like cringeworthiness came from at first, because it felt like now I'm on the spotlight. Now it matters how I respond to who God is and who I think he is when maybe it didn't matter as much before. Um, so I feel like I've learned a lot about that and probably have a lot more to learn about that because, um, I think it was also, uh, a unique situation. Like when you were talking about, um, your son's cancer journey, like, the nurses or the doctors, and I would often weep when I would go to my appointments because they were the, actually the people that were on the journey with me. Yes, they the, they were the ones that fully understood every appointment, every um, high and low, every you know piece of information or surgery or recovery. So it it made me feel like wow, these are connections or people that I wouldn't have known otherwise, a world or connections with people that I wouldn't have made normally, um, relationships that were enriching to my life and my faith that I would have been like not had. And so when I think someone said it to me first, I was like, well, can't I just have a normal life? And
3: Mm.
1: I don't have to have that. But when I think about like the platform or the piece, like having a space to share my life with somebody that, that clicked a little bit more for me, but how, I, did you have that same experience?
2: Y- yeah, I often tell people, don't give advice to people who <laughs> yeah. are in the midst of a storm.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah.
2: I really didn't need advice. No. I didn't need mm-hmm. people to tell me God was good or God was going to use this or God mm-hmm. needed a piano player up in heaven. I didn't need any of that, and yeah. I actually didn't want any of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wanted people to maybe give me a hug yeah, and to maybe say, uh, Dave, I know it hurts. Mm-hmm. And that's all I needed. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't need any advice or I especially didn't want anybody to tell me I was going to get over it mm-hmm. or um, any of that. Yeah. And, and we had incredible people around the right. church and they n- not a lot of that. But some people out of their love, yes. mm-hmm. they're, they just let their mouth go mm-hmm. and they yeah. just say things. So now I've learned when I'm with people in storm, I have very little to say. Mm -hmm. I'll say, you know, I'm sorry. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: I'll say, I'm sure it's lonely. Mm -hmm. And that's about all I've got to say. Right. That is not the time to preach a Mm -hmm. Uh, uh,
1: mini-sermon. And I think too, like, maybe it's, you know, if you know someone that's going through a storm, knowing them as a person. So a hug might be meaningful to you or someone asking me, like, when is your next appointment? Or... Do you need food or like meeting people in their needs as you know them? Yes. It's huge. Yes. It's huge. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And yeah, I think that could be meaningful. And maybe this is like the little, maybe this has turned a little bit more into the conversation about how do we care for people in storms mm. a little bit, but mm-hmm. you know, we're, we've never been in each other's shoes. You know, right. when I think right. about the three of us have never been in the same position before we're married, Andrew and I, I've had cancer. You have just seen me go through that. Our experiences are different, Mm -hmm. but like we get a share in that together, which is really good and cool too. But like when I think about, especially with cancer, I mean, I had met other people who were in the same position that I was quote unquote, that we both had had cancer or had work, you know, going through radiation and the bond was that like, um, so having a conversation about what that could look like for both of us and yeah. Um, be an encourager um, uh, so I, I, I just think like, too, when we think about talking about storms and yeah people's experiences, you don't, you don't know what it's like either. Right, right.
2: So. It's, it's not helpful to compare storms. Right. Right. Uh, we would have lots of people say to us, well, we've never had a storm this bad. Mm. Well, no, that's not right. You right. don't really compare storms. Right. Um, uh. Uh, it's not helpful to anybody. Mm-hmm. And like you say, we're not in each other's shoes. Right. So uh, don't compare storms. Right. Um, uh, and words. Uh, I, I've told the story about uh, Buck Clark was the mayor of Waterloo and at this time. And he waited in line to see us at the visitation mm-hmm. two and a half hours. He comes up to me, tears streaming down. He doesn't say a word. Mm-hmm. He simply hugs me. We're friends. Mm-hmm. And then he goes on to mm-hmm. Aaron. And of all the greetings, mm-hmm. that's the one I remember mm-hmm. because I could just see mm-hmm. and feel what he was feeling and there weren't really words.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And people would, I, I, I was apologizing. Buck, I'm sorry you had to wait in line for two and a half hours, you know, to lots of friends. and No, it's okay.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So uh, another thing I wanted to try to bring up is this idea of two rails.
3: Mm-hmm. Yes. Right yeah. in
2: the storm, yeah. uh, there are the two rails. Uh, You know, uh, we're made in the image of God. God will be with us. God will uh, find a way to uh, get good gifts to us. Mm -hmm. And yet we have grief and loss and Mm -hmm. cancer and tears and mourning Mm -hmm. and uh, two rails just side by side. And uh, really, that's the way it is in many days in our lives. But in storms, it's even we see it clearer. Mm -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Tell us a little bit about the um, you know months or you know the the time after the accident. I know that you've shared about the two rails and shared about a birthday coming up. Or yes, you know yes,
2: yes. So if you've got the kind of a storm that uh, someone's died—a grandpa, grandma, mom, dad, brother, sister, friend, um, teammate—that journey doesn't end quickly. Um, We had Aaron and Kaya live with us in our house for six months. So uh, every day, uh, the focus was Ben, Charlie, and Bailey. And if you walk in our house now, we have their picture in two different places, Ben, Charlie, and Bailey, because we don't intend to get over it. Mm -hmm. But then how do you remember over time? In fact, I have a lot of people call me and want to talk about this. What do we do? What do I do with the hurt? Mm -hmm. What do I do with all the bad, bad, deep questions and feelings. And what we started doing right away was we started celebrating their birthdays. And we had uh, two or three birthdays within a couple months. And so um, we got everybody around. We lit candles. We sang happy birthday to them. And we told stories. And uh, we've been doing it now for five years. And basically, it's I'm saying to our family, hey, I'm having... Ben's birthday celebration, you can come or not, whatever. Because, again, Mm -hmm. uh, we grieve alone in a way. You were Mm -hmm. talking about that with you two.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, The reason you grieve alone and then you grieve together Mm -hmm. or you celebrate together. Mm -hmm. You grieve alone because what you lost is unique to you. I I couldn't figure out why we all grieved alone, why Aaron went off and grieved, why Kaya grieved, why Linda grieved, Mm -hmm. my wife, why I grieved. And it's because what we lost is unique to us. Mm -hmm. Mm. Linda carried Ben in herself. Yeah. I never did. Yeah. So she lost that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Ben and I worked on our fruit trees and Mm -hmm. our Mm -hmm. grapes together. Yeah. Aaron, Kaya, Linda, they didn't even know why I didn't want to go in our backyard. Mm. Uh. They loved it back there, yeah. but I didn't even want to go back there mm. because I had lost my fruit partner. Right. Mm. And so uh, when somebody dies, what we lose mm. is both what we've had and what we were dreaming of for them. So my wife will say, I was dreaming of uh, Ben walking Bailey down the aisle at her wedding. Mm. And so my wife lost that.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, I never had that dream. I was dreaming of other things. So, and I I think the more you understand there is a grieving alone and then you have your own style. Mm -hmm. Uh, My wife cried every day often for weeks, maybe months. Um, And in fact, my grandkids started using the password Linda sad one Mm -hmm. just because that, but I, I don't cry publicly. Mm -hmm. So I would tell them I cried, but I don't. And Aaron was like that. Mm -hmm. We don't, cry publicly Mm -hmm. but then we would say hey i went to the graves and i cried
3: Mm -hmm.
2: and so because of that that's another reason we uh grieve alone Mm -hmm. is because of our styles Mm -hmm. and what we lost and then so we do birthdays we celebrate remember the uh the day of the accident Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. and i can tell that over the years Andrew, you keep asking about now as time has passed. Sure. Uh, yeah. I, uh, each year, it's kind of my job to figure out what it is we're going to talk about. And so the last time at Ben's birthday, I said, what we're going to do today is we're going to make fun of Ben because <laughs> he was that kind of a guy. Mm. We loved making fun of Ben, and he loved making fun of us. Mm. So, but we couldn't have done that year one or two or three. Right. It had to be year five. Okay, now we'll make fun of him. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a journey. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, kind of that, uh, I have two thoughts about grief. I mean, we're talking about, you know, throughout this podcast, we've talked about like physical loss or death. Um, but when I, I think you've just hit the nail on the head when we talk about grief as a loss of something. So I think sometimes, you know, people who are listening will have, a grief of a family throughout a divorce. Like that family unit doesn't exist anymore or a friendship or um, maybe it is a a job or opportunity or, I mean, I just think when we, you know, we're talking about grief in the context of this, this physical um, death, but like how often we actually experience grief, uh, maybe not always in the physical um, so I, I just wanted to highlight that if you missed that, go back a few minutes and just listen to that part that Dave just said about yeah. grief of grief of losing something. Yeah. And, because
2: that's a storm. Yeah. You know, if you lose a job mm-hmm. or even, loo- uh, uh, you're interviewing with three others and you don't get it, yeah. that can become a storm,
3: Yeah. yeah. you know,
2: because any loss, yeah.
3: any loss
1: yeah.
2: can become a storm
1: Yeah. So, and we
2: need to be, uh, gentle with ourselves, we need to be grace-filled towards ourselves.
1: Right, right. I just wanted to hit on that as we, maybe you're listening and maybe you, like as we were talking about earlier, comparing these storms. Well, I haven't had, you know, X, Y, Z, but I just wanted yeah. to pull that out as Dave said that. And, uh, you know, you kind of talk about these two rails of, of sorrow and, and joy. And after the accident, I mean, Andrew and I obviously were on staff and around Orchard, and some language changed around here with the, with the rails. And, I remember a series coming out of, of that. Yes. Can you just tell us a little bit about that series and what y- it was? And- yes.
2: And uh, uh, it's probably the most watched series we've ever done. Yes. And it's still available yeah. on our website. I recommend it uh, almost weekly. Yeah. It's called Derailed. It's six teachings about the stages you go through uh, during a storm and after a loss. hmm and uh, it uses you know uh, f- uh, five of our teachers for six series. I teach two of them mm-hmm. and uh, I've just listened to it because when I do a funeral now, a lot of times the family will ask me, Dave, what's a good book or whatever And I have a couple books mm-hmm. and then I have this derailed sermon series mm-hmm. and uh, it, uh, it it just helps yeah And the other thing we have available that, Helps a lot of people is uh, on our website. There's a uh, it's called the Gathering 2015. Uh, when storms come, uh, uh, thousands of people have watched it and passed it around. And, and again, it's kind of a celebration of what Ben was and a teaching around mm-hmm. how do you get through mm-hmm. a storm. Mm-hmm. And you know the primary message is you get ready for it ahead of time. Mm-hmm. You plant your feet on Jesus ahead of time because mm-hmm. storms are coming. Yeah, mm.
1: yeah, and it's not if, but when. I yeah, like if, yeah, yeah. So I, I just wanted to highlight that because I think that was such an impactful series. You know, as we were really living that in real time. But yeah. I think is just a great resource. So um, beyond this podcast, if you are looking for additional resources, um, finding that on the Orchard Hill Church website. And Andrew, I'm sure can probably link that or get that connected. But just wanted yeah. to give a little yeah plug for that because I think it's important.
0: Yeah. 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 So, um, in our last few minutes of this conversation, um, I just wanted to ask where where are you able to find your hope moving forward um, in storms? And I know that you've taught and talked about um, well various different things, and maybe you, you've your answer on that has changed over time. But I know you've talked about heaven as well as being something. And so, tell us a little bit about that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I'm smiling like crazy. (laughs) It's like, where's the anchor for my hope? Mm. You know, and uh, a lot of places. Uh, Ultimately, in Jesus. Mm -hmm. uh, Jesus is that. Uh, When we do the stages of faith, the last stage is the answer to every question is Jesus. Mm. Mm. Uh, Little kids have that up (laughs) front in Children's Church. The answer to every question is Jesus. And come to find out, (laughs) that is actually
3: (laughs) the answer to every
2: question. But uh uh Aaron my daughter-in-law who I love just amazing uh asked me if I could find her some material about heaven because she wanted to know what her husband and children were experiencing. I read like 22 books on heaven. Wow. And I read every verse in the Bible on heaven, the kingdom of earth, the kingdom of God. Wow. Um and uh, uh so that that's become and I love teaching on that now. Mm-hmm. I'm going to teach on it again in a few weeks. Uh uh, it, uh, we've so undertaught mm-hmm. and under-realized what the Bible says about heaven. Mm-hmm. And because it's not specific, people get afraid yeah. to teach it. But there's a lot of very specific things, like it's a real place. It's, uh, it's just as real mm-hmm. as this room. Mm-hmm. Uh, this microphone is just that real. It's, um, and there, Jesus' promises to redeem everything. Everything will be made new. And I can't even get my head around that. It's like he's going to redeem that accident. I have no idea even what that means, Mm
3: -hmm.
2: but it's his promise. Mm -hmm. He's going to redeem the evils in this world. I don't know how. He's going to redeem our relationships. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's going to give us really important work to do in heaven
3: mm-hmm.
2: uh man you run with that a little bit
3: mm-hmm.
2: and uh you think about what kinds of important work god could give you so i don't my sadness of ben charlie and bailey isn't mm-hmm. for them now mm-hmm. it's for me mm-hmm. because they uh, are in a great place uh, learning and growing and working and serving and worshiping in an amazing realm uh and one day I expect they're gonna show me around
0: mm. It's a cool picture to have. Um. Well, kind of as a last thing before we wrap up here, would you mind giving some just some encouragement to anybody who's listening today who might be experiencing a storm now or has in the past or um, as we talked, we know that, that you know probably we will experience them in the future, but what would your encouragement be to somebody who's navigating a storm?
2: Yeah. Yeah, my encouragement would be uh, feel the pain. Uh, let the pain be real. Don't try to cover it up. And as deeply as you can know it, know that God is with you right there in it. And God is for you. One of the things I would say that helped me the most in losing a son and grandchildren was we have a God who also lost a son, uh, for a bit. And, uh, uh, we have a God who knows pain. Uh, and that is such a great thing. So I would say you're not alone. Mm-hmm. You're not alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, reach out to others and reach out to God.
0: Awesome Well, thanks, Dave, for sharing with us and um, it's a joy. Yeah, it's a joy. We're just happy to have this conversation and and be able to share it with people.